follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. I'm going to start out this morning with a whole bunch of questions that you need to or you might consider if you want to hire somebody that knows audio and video evidence. So have you ever had a need to hire somebody, someone who uh, is an expert in that field? Are you a budget-conscious consumer? When should you hire a forensic examiner and what are the costs? What questions do you need to ask before you make a decision and how can you avoid common evidentiary mistakes? Plus, how do you survive those courtroom evidentiary challenges? Today's my, gu- my guest is Doug Carner, an expert who will give us answers to all these questions and more. Doug Carner is the president of Forensic Protection Incorporated. He's a certified protection professional through uh, as is and, a certi- and is also certified in Homeland Security. Uh, Number three, I think that's a special designation. He's processed audio and video surveillance evidence in over a 1,000 cases. His forensic exhibits have been featured in the national news, accepted by courts and agencies worldwide, actually. And his biometrically controlled lab is just the cutting edge of technology. Sometimes it's just like science fiction in real time. Doug has pioneered history with a number of innovative methods, uh, namely motion extraction, <clears throat> excuse me, my frog in my voice here, video, ad- video de- sequencer, dynamic focus, video deblurring, online enhancement service. He is board certified by the American College of Forensic Examiners, a certified protection professional, an active member of the International Association for Legal Research Investigators, and he's been an educational presenter at international conventions, numerous trade publications, Dr. Phil television show, and was so popular on a prior episode of PIs Declassified that I asked him back. So Doug has made a generous offer to give a $50 credit to anyone who contacts him for services and mentions this show, PIs Declassified. Welcome, Doug. Good morning. And good morning to you. Thanks so much for being back on the show. And uh, and I know we talked before uh, how you got into this field, but for the maybe for the listeners that didn't hear the prior show, could you just kind of bring us up to date on how you got into this fascinating field? Well, it was uh, sort of a side direction. My uh, um, it had always been a, a passion and a hobby uh, to try and detect where 
videos and uh, audio files were legitimate, but it really kicked into uh, uh, to gear when um, I came across um, the federal defenders and uh, mm. and in a contact I had there, uh, they had an audio recording and they had gone through their their sources with the FBI lab and couldn't get the clarity they needed. Um, and seeing this as a personal challenge, I, I opted to uh, donate my services to see if I could get to a higher level for them. Mm-hmm. And they were quite impressed with the results. Um, this led to us uh, wanting to make the services more available. Uh, up until that point, it had really just been donated to the local police departments and, and uh, done for a couple of uh, contacts I had and other enhancement companies that were getting projects a little beyond their skill set. Um, it is a personal passion. And to tell you the truth, uh, if, if it wasn't for the fact that I had bills to pay, uh, I would do this uh, <laughs> 18 hours a day for free. It is, I've never had so much fun because it's the most rewarding career I could have ever imagined. And where would you get your training, Doug? Um, it's actually been a, through a tremendous number of sources. Rather than going the static road be, of of uh, one or two classes, um, I read pretty much every paper that comes out, try just about every application and script and algorithm that's out there. Um, I am a programmer myself, so I've written many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've contributed as a beta tester for several of the applications that are out there. And every time um, I see something that can't be done, I see it as a personal challenge. Uh, my wife is a big fan of CSI, and when they do their little fantasy of <laughs> infinite zoom or infinite clarity, I see that as a personal challenge. Interesting. Interesting. So you're a CSI fan, I guess, huh? Well, my wife, wife is more is. of one. But it's definitely when she says, can they do that? And I go, no, they can't, but let me work on that. And in fact, <laughs> that's how – some of the things you were mentioning that are innovations, they actually came because we would see the pretend version on TV and figure, okay, that looks like a legitimate need. Let's make it happen. Well, you know, let, let's talk about, uh, briefly talk about those innovations because it's kind of fascinating. And even though I said what they were, I'm not sure I understand what they are. So maybe you can explain what emotion extraction is. Well, what happens when you've got a very busy scene, and a perfect example was uh, there was a case uh, uh, of a woman getting pushed onto the subway tracks um, in New York, and the scene was quite busy uh, with a tremendous number of people moving about. It was hard to follow who was the suspect and who was the victim. Um, and while you watch in the news and they'll put the highlight bubble around a person to help you follow them. Even then, it can still be tough to really track where it is. So we wrote another algorithm that allows us to um, have objects that are moving uh, become all that you see, and everything that doesn't move uh, becomes invisible, becomes part of the background, hmm. uh, so that the the signage, the um, uh, the, the, the pillars, uh, the ground – all of these things that would be distracting in trying to watch a, a video or mm-hmm. take an example with the detectives who would have a, a scene where they're doing surveillance on a house and you've got the, the trees and the cars and, and maybe even some bright lights that are shining towards the camera. All of these things would disappear and all you would see would be what's moving. 
And when trying to capture something subtle, say someone moving in the bushes, they really stand out because they become the entire scene. That is just like CSI. Sounds yeah. like – so what's a video desequencer? Um, in the old days, uh, before we got into the world of, uh, of the more advanced DVRs, uh, VCRs uh, could only record one channel. And if you had four cameras and you could only record one channel, you needed some way to go through the different images. And there were two ways to do it. You could either multiplex where all four cameras share the same view, each taking one-fourth of the picture. But then you lose the quality because mm-hmm. I can see the that. other way to – the other way to do it is to sequence where you show camera one for a few seconds, then camera two, then camera three, then camera four. You won't be recording nonstop, but you'll get the full clarity. The problem with that is when you try and bring back the video to enhance it, you have to separate that one video stream. You need just camera two. And uh, methods up to this date, in fact, still the other methods are, they just guess that it's exactly 2.2 seconds, for example. Well, that will lose accuracy as time goes on. Ours actually looks at each image of the video, compares it to the reference image, and says that's the same camera view we care about, and only adds those and literally peels out those four videos hmm. into their into their own video streams. That's amazing. Hope I didn't explain that too nerdy. No, actually, um, because if you picture, like, usually when you see those multiplex uh, cameras, they're in, like, convenience stores, uh, retail stores, things like that. And I've had situations where I needed to look at that, and you, you, and I even needed to find a special unit to play it because I couldn't play it on my own computer. Well, that actually is a huge issue in the industry, that there are standards out there. But the standards allow for a certain interpretation, and it is the reason why every manufacturer and almost every model from every manufacturer of recorder seems to do it their own way. And it's if you've been sent videos from someone and noticed you can't play it, you've got to get a special player or go download a special plug-in, um, it's because everyone comes up with their own creative way in which they're going to squeeze the information onto that recording device. And you can fix that so you can separate it out, no matter what the what the program is. Absolutely, there's we we are saying here is if you can see it or hear it, we can enhance it. Okay, okay. And then you talk about dynamic focus. You did something to create uh, a process for dynamic focus. Yeah, one of the problems that happens is when a camera is installed, the technician focuses it and gets it set so that it's it's looking at what you want to see. Well, two things occur. Um, it can only have one focal point. And let's say it's watching a cash register. In fact, a perfect example was there was a bar, and the camera is focused on the cash register, which is about six feet from the camera. Well, a fight breaks out, and it's at the far end of the bar, about mm-hmm. 50 feet from the camera. That fight is out of focus. When we ran it through algorithm, now the fight was in focus, and the cash register was out of focus. We refocused after the fact hmm. and made it as if the camera had all along been watching that spot and allowed them to see what was in the person's hands and the subtle movements they were making uh, to help them in their case. Fascinating. Now, one of, the, one of the newest things we added um, 
this was actually just unveiled in December. Um, Adobe, the, the very large company Adobe, has announced that they're going to eventually have out uh, Video de Blur, which is funny because if you go to videodeblur.com, that just redirects to my website. But <laughs> but they're going but they're going to have the ability to make it so that when your a video can be corrected for the blur effect you see when there's rapid motion. Uh, we actually wrote that and finished it back in December. Um, we have examples at our website. And uh, it uh, it really is amazing. It, it uh, allows, let's say, a cell phone video uh, taken of a, uh, of a vehicle that passes you and they're driving dangerously and you take their license plate. Um, we can put that back in focus and remove that distortion that happens from that motion and give you a crystal clear picture. And there's an example of that at, at the ForensicProtection.com website that, that – actually shows you a real-world license plate taken with a cell phone that we were able to bring into perfect clarity. That's great. You want to give your website, Doug, because you do have sure. some amazing videos on that website. Sure. It is ForensicProtection.com. That's F-O-R-E-N-S-I-C. And then the word protection, P-R-O-T-E-C-T-I-O-N.com. No periods or underscores or anything, just ForensicProtection.com. And you're right. There are examples there. We put the pricing right up front. We're uh, one of the very few labs that uh, uses fixed pricing. Most of them are open-ended hourly, um, but we we want to make sure that everyone knows exactly what they're going to get. Um, and I don't know if you want me to digress to it, but uh, I will explain the the uh, aspect of doing the the free evaluation and and how important that is to your. Yes, I I do want to go into that, but we need to take a quick break. So forensic expert Doug Carner will be back with us in just a couple moments. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call one 800 350 C-A-L-I. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PI's Declassified. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. Audio and video forensic expert. His cutting edge laboratory is the state of the art. And uh, Doug, I know you want to talk about the free evaluation, but before you get into that, uh, the one thing we didn't talk about that I mentioned in the inter- in your introduction is the online enhancement service. Could you explain what that is? Yes. Um, what we had seen in the industry was the standard process, and it's probably what most of your listeners had experienced if they've ever utilized the service, is they would gather the recording onto a DVD or some other medium, have to uh, get it over to the expert. If they were local, they could meet up with, but if not, had to mail it off to. Mm-hmm. And then um, wait to, to find out what their initial conclusions were, and, and the process would take typically about a two-week period. But sometimes there was a much greater need for urgency, and obviously this process is also prone to items getting lost, um, as well as uh, the issues of, oh, wait, I also need this other item. Well, that adds another week as all this happens. We thought, well, um, as most businesses are operating and using their website for more than just an online brochure, but actually a medium for having things occur, mm-hmm. we implemented this. And in fact, one of the things we're working on now, um, and hopefully it will become a reality in the next uh, months here, is the ability for the end user to simply go online, upload this, have the algorithms run automatically, and provide the the clarified item back in a matter of minutes with no human involvement whatsoever on the part of the lab. Uh, literally, it goes on, you'd hear a portion of your audio or see an image, a clarified image, and say, yeah, that's what I want. Give it your credit card number, and 10, 15 minutes after you start the process, have the completely enhanced item in your hands. Amazing. Now, okay, well, that brings up a question, though. How do you... If, you, if that's going to be entered as evidence in court, how do you verify that that's where it came from and the, the, the trail? I guess you still have to come in and testify as an expert. Actually, what has happened is, uh, and I take great pride in this, um, uh, we have done over – I've just personally worked on over a 1,000 cases, and I have not once – needed to testify. I've been named really? as an expert, I've been named as an expert witness um, close to 20 times. I've supplied affidavits, but every time it comes up time to testify, the opposing side drops their objection because the evidence is so well documented as to how we got there um, hmm. and is so clear uh, that uh, it gets dismissed in favor of our client um, or there's a settlement in favor of our client. Uh, in fact, every time it has been in favor of our client, both prosecution sides and defense side. Um, obviously, obviously not both on the same case. So, <laughs> yeah, but, that would be good. But the um, uh, I would love to testify, but I have clients around the world, and it just doesn't come up. And I take that as a tremendous compliment 
to the the clarity. Now, in what you described here, in the online version, when that version does become live, um, it will provide a report detailing step-by-step. Here's how we got from point A to point B. Here's every process that occurred along the way so that opposing counsel could replicate it in the more laborious process. And uh, there are cases where we've needed to redo the work on the original because that's what the courts required. And then for that, we follow the more traditional timeline, but the process remains the same. And the results, of course, are identical because an electronic copy is the same as the original. Sure. And how soon, how far away is that from uh, being available? Well, sometimes the years are hope uh, sooner the better, but obviously when you try to automate something without any human involvement whatsoever, there's always the unknown and complications. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, and we'll always, we, I'm sure we'll encounter types of recordings that the process can't uh, initiate on and needs some manual intervention. And, uh, so, uh, it's one of those, watch the website, look for announcements. We're definitely having fun programming it. In the meantime, the process we have now provides same-day or next-day service. Oh, that's uh, where, good. Where someone uploads the recording and later that same day or the next day, depending on um, how urgently they need it, uh, the finished work is back in their hands. Okay, good. So you wanted to talk about um, – you, you offer a free evaluation, and, and we also wanted to talk about what to do for, a, for someone who is very budget conscious. Well, that's, that actually uh, ties into each other. Um, one of the things that has been happening in the industry is I've been watching the free evaluations start to disappear. And in fact, they're very hard to find companies now that provide it. Um, I find that uh, anti-intuitive. I mean if – if I was going to go to a doctor um, and my choices were the doctor saying, well, what we're going to do is you're going to pay me a couple thousand dollars. I'm going to put you on the surgical table. We're going to open you up and then we'll figure out what's wrong and, and fix mm-hmm. you versus a doctor says, let's perform a test, see if you have something really serious with you, and then I'll give you an accurate diagnosis of what should occur. I think everyone's going to take the latter scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, the same is true here. If, if you send an audio or video file to a forensic expert, they have the experience or should have the experience within seconds to be able to tell you whether or not it can be improved. And then if the answer is yes, it can be improved, then it should only take them a matter of a couple of minutes on a video to enhance one image or in an audio to enhance about five seconds of it to be able to say, okay, now I know how much it will be improved. And of course, if they've actually performed the step of enhancing a small portion It costs them nothing to send that portion on to you so that you can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. And I am finding more and more labs do not do that step. They simply shoot from the hip and just say, oh, it'll be really good. Trust me. Send me your money. Mm -hmm. And uh, this makes it extremely expensive and eliminates the ability for the customer to do some shopping because Mm -hmm. you do want to price shop. You do want to hear, what am I going to get? How clear are the results going to be? And what will it cost? And that helps improve competition. It helps keep pricing down. Um, the fact that more and more labs are not offering a free eval and simply require you to pay up front, make it so that you cannot do any comparison shopping. And it's very tough then because everyone's on a limited budget. Even the law firms are working mm-hmm. on a retainer. That's true. That's true. Particularly 
in this particular 2012. Uh, no question about that. So how how does somebody evaluate whether they should actually contact a forensic examiner? Well, the reality comes down to this. If you've got a video and you can just barely make out the car, I can tell you right now, there's no way you're going to recover the license plate. Um, this isn't going to be the, the world in, in CSI where they infinitely zoom in. Um, but if you are looking at it, you say, you know, I can almost make out a character on that license plate, then the lab can recover a partial or full plate for you. If you say, I can almost make out the details of who that person is, then they're going to recover you a facial image you're going to be able to use. And if the audio is, um, there, there's someone whispering in the background, and I can't quite make out what they're saying. Or there's an obnoxious siren or dogs barking or some other sound obscuring what I want to be able to hear. Mm-hmm. Then they can run the algorithms that enhance the things you care about and suppress the parts you don't. And in fact, that's actually the other thing too was um, that's critical in any enhancement process. There is, it's non-destructive. They're not – getting rid of things. They're suppressing the things that interfere. They're suppressing the noise that prevent you from seeing clarity or the noise that prevent you from hearing what you need to hear. Interesting. Well, that was going to be my question, that whether you extracted the information or whether and what you're saying is it's suppressed. It's still there. It hasn't changed anything. It's just you've changed the way it it's projected. Yeah, there's some very a famous precedents out there. And the Eighth Circuit Court actually did one in uh, a case of U.S. versus uh, Seifert, if I remember correctly. And and in that one, they were saying that um, enhanced video is admissible if the changes are there to aid in visibility and are applied consistently across the recording. And it's very important that there not be what's called judgment-based decisions where, okay, at this one spot, I'm now going to make this quieter. Now I'm going to make this louder. It needs to be consistent that this algorithm goes through and says, here's the voice we care about. When you hear this voice, raise its volume. Everything else may quieter. It's just amazing. And in the case of video, it's the same thing. If you have a video that's shot at night and you can't see things, then amplifying the lighting, much like turning the brightness up on your screen, uh-huh. and and then the noise, the those pixels that appear that seem to randomly be on the screen like tiny snowflakes, those can be removed because uh, the algorithm can say – if I see a dot in frame two, but I don't see it in frame one, and I don't see it in frame three, and it's obviously it's not moving anywhere, I can put a confidence on it that it really shouldn't belong there and suppress it. And when you suppress these distracting items, you get a much clearer picture. And once the picture is clear, now comes the process of being able to get more detail and actually increase what appears to be the resolution, which are actually increasing the detail because you can say – um, I have images in adjacent frames of the video, and each one contains some information that may not be present in the image next to it. If I start to fuse these together, and it's actually called pixel fusing, if I fuse them together, I can start to increase the detail so that when I have a video that's, say, 640 by 480 resolution, well, that's almost high def. I can now turn it into a video that looks high def, and suddenly I have the clarity that's approaching that of a DVD from what was a very grainy video. Just absolutely amazing. 
So, um, so besides, um, well, I guess what are, what are costs are involved in, in hiring? Well, I guess we're going we're gonna to need to take a break. So hang on to that. We'll be right back with forensic expert Doug Carner to discuss audio and video as evidence. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Thanks. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. Cali's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact Cali at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on PIs Declassified. IRB Search is simply the best online data provider for locating people, businesses, and assets. IRB Search gives you strength in numbers. With one click, you can access billions of records. Even with partial information on your subject, IRB Search instantly returns current and past addresses, phone numbers, and more. Call IRB Search today at 1-800-447-2112 to sign up. Mention PIs Declassified and you'll receive a two-week trial of 100 free searches to get started. Call 1-800-447-2112 to find out why IRB Search is simply the best. News, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest today, forensic expert Doug Carner, knows how to make your audio or video evidence presentable in court. Doug, we're just going to talk about other costs involved. What would they be? Well, uh, first off in the process, the most critical is getting the evaluation free or nearly free so that you can compare more than one lab because, Mm -hmm. yes, I think we're the best, but that may not be the conclusion that the client comes to. So as you contact each lab, make sure that there's no upfront cost as you're going to get a brief enhanced portion so you can make an informed decision. Don't go by reputation of one lab or, or, or referral because that's not going to tell you what's going to happen on your particular item. Mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be ones where something you need 
and this particular lab is just going to be the best at, and another one where, well, they're good, but maybe this other lab is better. And so to be an informed decision, go ahead and get the, the free eval, compare them, say, okay, that's the one I want to go with. They gave the best results. As far as the cost, those prices vary wildly, and they seem to have more to do on the lifestyle needs of the person who owns the business versus what's actually being done. Um, uh, I've seen prices that go from a couple hundred to a couple thousand to even higher, all for the same work. Um, it is just an extreme variance out there, and it doesn't matter how much they spent on software or on their building or anything else. Mm. Do they have the skills to give you what you need? And the only way to know that is from that free eval. From that point, when you get a quote, make sure that quote is all-inclusive. If they quote you a price, does that mean that you're going to give me everything that we talked about, and this is what I need for this amount, or am I going to find out that you're going to come back and say, oh, well, actually, I'm going to need a little more. It became more complicated. If it becomes more involved, that shouldn't be the responsibility of the client. Mm-hmm. Should the forensic company should handle whatever is necessary to fulfill the commitment they made uh, and get it in writing. You don't settle. If they give you a number over the phone, uh, have them send you an email, something where you can say, that's how, where I know this is what it's going to cost. Hmm. And make sure that it provides how are the materials going to get to you. Are they going to deliver them electronically? Is it a mailed CD? Is there an extra charge for this? What am I going to get from start to finish? And how long will the process take? If it's going to take more than a week, you may find out that what's actually happening is they're actually sending it off to another lab. It is becoming more and more common now for forensic enhancement companies to actually subcontract with another lab to do the actual work. And the reason is it is very expensive to have the people on staff constantly training on the newest technologies and the newest software. Uh, some of these programs are, are wildly expensive. And if they're not getting a lot of work in the area, it may not pay. But they want to keep it listed on their offerings so they look like a full-service provider. So uh, in much the same way, you would take your film to the local uh, pharmacy. They weren't developing it there. They were sending it off to somewhere. The same thing happens in the forensic field. Mm -hmm. An easy way to know if they're sending it off is if they're charging you by the hour, they're probably sending it off. If it's not their first offering, if you go to their website and doing audio or video enhancement is listed third, fourth, or fifth on the list, it's probably not being handled in-house. And if it's going to take them more than two or three days, it's probably being handled, again, by a subcontractor. So in hiring a forensic expert like yourself, my expectation should be I should get be able to get a turnaround in about three days. Yeah, our, our slow standard one is, is two to three days, and then we offer um, – a, a rush option, which allows us to do same or next day. And it has actually happened more than once that I'll get a call in the, mo- in the morning. <laughs> I'm sure you I, have. Say, we have trial the next day. <laughs> or and, this afternoon. <laughs> actually, I did get that once. But, but they say, we'll have it the next day, and they'll, they haven't even sent me the files. They'll mm-hmm. upload the files that morning. We'll get them back the free eval that afternoon. They'll approve it. We'll have the finished work in their hands before they go home for the day. That's just phenomenal, just phenomenal. Now, is there is there anything that could happen that would create a situation where it would take longer than three days? Well, 
there are some things that are more involved and also depends on the length. If we're talking eight hours worth of video or eight hours worth of audio and they want the entire eight hours done, not just a small segment, mm-hmm. then there's more processing time. There's there's more time involved. As an example, we charge $395 to do 20 minutes of audio or 20 minutes of video. It doesn't matter how long the recording is, just if that's the part you care about. That's just our base service and it covers just everything. And in that um, uh, time element, we're pretty confident that the sound profile is not going to change. If it's a video, the lighting's not going to change. The sun's not, it's not going to go from day to night, usually in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if it's a longer recording, we actually have to enhance it differently in, in different parts because daylight hour enhancement is different than nighttime enhancement. Sure, that makes sense. And so there's more processing time involved, and so the turnaround time uh, is longer. But again, if, if there's enough staff at, at the real enhancement company, there's enough staffing that if someone says, I absolutely have to have this within 24 hours, they should be able to do it. They may just have to charge you a rush fee, but they mm-hmm. should be, have the ability. Well, Doug, one of the questions that we wanted to answer here is how people can avoid a common evidentiary mistake. Well, one of the biggest mistakes that happens is, is pulling information, literally uh, doing what I call judgment-based enhancements, where uh, they will go into, say, uh, Adobe Audition or some other own, and they'll take a sound and they'll start selectively pressing that dog bark, that other person talking, and they'll drop the volume on those people or, or, or subtract it out, start editing it. And suddenly uh, they have a real problem now having this survive in court because it is not representative of the original recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the number one mistake happens is, is these edit, edits or these inconsistent changes that are made. The second one, and this happens in a video, there's a process called super resolution, very popular. It was actually invented for the telescopes looking into deep space and allows them to get extra uh, information uh, in much the same way that your scanner has settings of not only 3 and 600, 1200 DPI, but the numbers just keep going up to ridiculous levels. What it does is it the way your scanner works and the way this program works is it interopulates. It actually guesses at what dots should be in between to start filling in the detail. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the only thing it does, but that one aspect of it is troublesome because if you're guessing at what information is there, and let's say you double the horizontal and double the vertical resolution by guessing at the missing dots, you've actually made it to opposing counsel and say, so... I should, you're telling the jury that 75% of what they're seeing didn't exist until you invented mm-hmm. it. I can and, see that. Yeah, and your, and your case is dead. So it's very important that the process not invent and not destroy. And, uh, and you need to, if you're going to do it yourself, and there's, there's tools that let you do some parts of these yourself, you need to make sure that you understand that you're not creating or destroying. And if you're using a, a professional company, uh, hopefully – they have the professionalism to know not to create or destroy right. or they're creating a nightmare for you in court. Right. Well, I guess that also answers the question about surviving courtroom evidentiary challenges as well. Sounds like you haven't had that problem. 
Actually, we have. No, have we, we've, we've had where it comes up that's called a 402 challenge where the evidence right. is coming up and, and you need to prove that, that the process uh, followed uh, best practices and appropriate standards. So we've had it, and that's, but an affidavit has uh, in all of those uh, served just fine and, and cleared the, the process. Um, uh, it, uh, it, it's it's a tactic opposing counsel uses and hoping that your evidence won't be used against them because usually it's fairly devastating. Uh, but the, um, um, but as long as you can document, here's how I did it. Here's how I got there so that opposing counsel can do it. Even if like for some of our stuff that we've invented that's proprietary, even if not giving them our application, we can still tell them here's how it's done and they can go through a far more cumbersome way. Uh, if they so inclined, but they can do it, and they will end up with the exact same results. It'll just take them a lot, lot longer. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's that's just great. And so, so you've been involved in, um, in all kinds of civil cases and all kinds of criminal cases as well, correct? Yes, um, and. We, I've done cases on the prosecution side. I've done them on the defense side. Um, we, we, we donate to the Innocence Project. We donate to law enforcement. Um, we've helped other governments. Uh, it's just around the world. And, um, I don't think, and we've, we've done things from the most serious of international, almost Tom Clancy style cases, uh, to, to um, uh, people who have uh, the video of something sentimental that they just want to make uh, clear. Uh, the, the range and scope far exceeded what I would have imagined when I began um, of, of the type of materials we get. We've even had x-rays, just static photographic x-rays that we've enhanced to bring out more clarity. Hmm. Interesting. So um, you you said to me in a in a previous email that there are free ways to improve quality of audio and video surveillance recordings. Now, is this, are these freeways tampering with the, um, like what you were telling us about that could be challenged evidentiarily? Well, not the ones that I recommend. And I actually have uh, uh, gone to several conferences to um, teach people how to use these free software. And ones that I would recommend uh, for those in your audience who would like to try their own, and I'll give the links on each of these. Uh, first off, on video, they might want to check out something called Forvid, F-O-R-E-V-I-D.org. Okay. Um, it is a free program uh, from the Netherlands. It is for law enforcement and civilian use. Um, it... Um, uh, has no cost, obviously, whatsoever. It's totally open source program. In fact, I'm a big fan of open source, where no one owns it, and uh, and it's uh, because I find those to be the best platforms to do the work in. And that program will let you open up most videos and let you do some very basic enhancement. And you may find that using this program, you don't need an enhancement service. You may find that that was good enough to accomplish what you were after. The problem was you had the resolution. You had the detail, but the lighting is all messed up. Mm-hmm. Well, this program would be a great choice for that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, there's just a very dark scene and you really can't make things out. There's a setting called gamma, which is the difference between the brightest and darkest in a scene. And you can exaggerate those differences to make it easier to see what's going on. In the world of audio, um, probably the best platform in audio 
is called Audacity. Yeah, it's a fact I've seen it given away with uh, recorders sold at Costco. Uh, that's uh, uh, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y dot SourceForge dot net. SourceForge, by the way, is a is where you'll find a lot of open source programs. That's S-O-U-R-C-E-F-O-R-G-E dot net. Okay. So again, Audacity, Audacity, and that's a fantastic program for working in the audio world. The um, the programs that we use allow us to write our own algorithms and our own scripts that we can plug in and, uh, and give us the power. Now, obviously, you're not going to get the results of a professional enhancement company in using these programs, but if your needs are simple, they may just do the job. Okay. You can't get more budget conscious than zero. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good, Doug. Stay tuned for more from Doug Carner from Forensic Protection. We'll return just in a couple minutes. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Need to hire a private investigator? Ask for their professional association affiliations. When an investigator asks Francie Kaler about associations, she says to first join a state trade association. Francie belongs to the California Association of Licensed Investigators, or CALI. It's the largest association of its kind in the world. CALI's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact CALI at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler. My guest, Dick Harner, has been giving us Great tips about using audio and video evidence. Always a challenge. And, Doug, I was just thinking that uh, we, you were just talking about uh, a couple of sources for that people could work on their own projects, I guess, for lack of a better word, projects. And I was just thinking that probably good advice for them would be to save it in a new file and work on the new file rather than work on uh, working on the original. Wouldn't that be true? Oh, absolutely. You, you want the original to stay intact, but if you make a copy of it, not using special software, but just using Windows Explorer or, or the Mac equivalent, mm-hmm. and you make an electronic copy, they are identical to the original in the digital world. So you work from that, and that way you leave what was the original untouched. Um, 
And I also, would. if you get into trouble, you can call Doug <laughs> to see what else you can do. Well, um, yeah, my, my feeling is I want people to, to make decisions based on information, not because they don't understand something. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it goes back to my doctor analogy. You know, you would want to be with a doctor who explained, here's what we're doing. Here's what's involved. Here are the risks. Here's the costs, etc. So that there's a clear understanding. And I'm very comfortable, and I don't know of anyone else who does this, who teaches people those free programs out there because I would like that if you're utilizing my lab, it's because you need it, not because you don't know what else to do. Sure. Well, and it, and it also seems like if you have tried to – try to come at a couple of these things yourself, you'd have a better understanding of what your needs are as well. Correct. And and although the focus is just on uh, enhancement, to a lesser extent, authentic- authentication comes up. How often do your listeners come across a recording, uh, either a video or an audio recording, where they're wondering, is this real? Was this tampered with? Mm-hmm. Did they did they add those sounds of gunshots? Did they remove things from it? Um, has this been dubbed in that image? Did they add or remove things? We have the ability to go through and and tell you whether or not that is an authentic uh, or whether that is an altered uh, recording. So you and can always tell if it's been tampered with. Almost always. Uh, And what you look for, here's how it's done. It's actually quite simple. In the case of most recordings, it picks up the 60 hertz signal that's coming from our electrical outlets. We don't hear this sound, but it's very faintly in the recording. We isolate it and we look for breaks in it because if that perfect little wave has any breaks in it, then we know that that recording was edited. Uh, If it changes in intensity, we know something was added in. Uh, when in the case of video or images, we look at the compression. If it's different type of compression right at the area in question, then we know that that was added in after the fact. So mm-hmm. these are the kind of things that logically are very simple. Technically, they're very tough to do, but logically, they just make sense. Sure. That's just fascinating information, Doug. Uh, I just um, – this is just really good. So what advice, if we want to leave our listeners with uh, a few words of um, advice, what would you say to them? Well, my suggestion would be this. When you have a recording, it costs you nothing to get a free evaluation. Mm -hmm. My suggestion is contact us, contact any other labs that you would like, and get the free eval and listen to the end result or look at the end result and see will that be good enough for you. Will that do what you want? Maybe try those free sources I just provided and see if they'll do it. Maybe compare them all and choose the one that gives you the best result for the budget you have. And keep in mind that you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars if you deal directly with the lab that does the work. It's only going to cost a couple hundred bucks. It should be a fixed set price where you can say, okay, this for this amount, I'm going to get it done. And of course, if they mention your show, there's fifty dollars they're saving with that's us. That's right. The best. <laughs> yeah, there is a show special of fifty dollars, and of course, that's after the free evaluation. So you get a free evaluation with your company, and then uh, fifty dollars off of whatever you're doing. And can, Doug, would you mind mentioning those two free sites again, uh, in case people were trying to write it down and missed it? Do you want me to uh, provide it to you after the show for you to put up at? at- Sure, that, description? that would do be that. great. Sure. Okay. But could you also just mention sure. them as well? Sure. Again, uh, the video, forvid, F-O-R-E-V-I-D dot org, 
And for audio, Audacity, uh, which you can just search, you can Google it, you'll come across it. It might be the easiest way, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y, but it is available at audacity.sourceforge, S-O-U-R-C-E-F-O-R-G-E dot net. And of course, what I recommend, don't forget the free eval at forensicprotection.com. <laughs> All right. Um Gee, this is this has just been fascinating. Uh, I've learned. I certainly have learned a lot, um, and I've used forensic experts. So this is really, uh, really interesting for me. Um, so uh, I'd like to just mention a couple of things that are coming up next week or the following weeks. Uh, we have a few people coming on board as guests. Many faceted Oregon PI Jennifer Magnahay, Massachusetts PI John. Joy on the Natalie Holloway case, Texas PI Kelly Riddle on cheating spouses, and California PI Olivia Robinson with attorney Mark Mermelstein on resources for fraud victims. So um, do those sound interesting to you, Doug? Oh, absolutely. I know I'll be listening. So also we have our featured sponsor for the week. Uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with uh, this company, Doug Merlin Information Services. Uh, Merlin Information Services provides access to public records and other databases to investigative professionals. If you're interested in the services provided by Merlin, go to www.merlindata.com. Our other sponsors, PI Museum, PI Magazine, IRB Search, and Brownyard Insurance Programs are also valued sponsors. So um, anything else you'd like to add for us, Doug, that any words of advice or um, ideas that you have coming up. I'm very interested in your new process where you can uh, actually go online and check something out with your company and uh, decide without human intervention whether you want to uh, use your services or not. Well, I'll just tell your listeners, don't assume anything's impossible. If you're not sure, go ahead and send it for the free eval. If you just want to talk to me, can I give my phone number? Sure, go ahead. Uh, call me at 818-375-1700. Again, that's 818-375-1700. Call me. Take a few minutes. I'll let you know if it can be done or not. If you've got an old case that couldn't be done, revisit cold cases. Never assume that it something's a lost cause. And if technology t- can't do it, try it again in a year. And one thing I that we didn't cover that I would like you just to, if you could cover just briefly, um, is there any way that an individual can detect file tampering? It's very tough for it to do itself. There's really no good free software. It, it, it does require a certain level of skill that would make it very challenging. Cleaning up something is a little easier because you can immediately see the results, but in file tampering, to be able to know what to look for, that's uh, that really requires more of an art and skill there. Okay. All right. Doug, thank you so much. It's been a delight. And again, uh, to my listeners, tune in again next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators as PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to P.I.'s Declassified with your host, Francie Kaler. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. for you West Coast listeners. P.I.'s Declassified explores stories of deceit, mystery, and detectives unraveling the truth. Every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.